Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. If you haven't uh, been uh, keeping up, last couple of weeks we were out and we had a couple of messages and hopefully you're able to listen to those on the podcast or watch them on uh, YouTube. We kind of did a, a wrap up of the year of our word expect and we spoke a little bit about our new word for the year as a community, as a church and that word is spirit. So throughout the year, you'll, you'll hear a lot of, uh, of talk about what it means to be led by the Spirit or what it means to us to be led by the Spirit. I know sometimes in the church, at least in the churches I grew up in, when they would talk about the Spirit or the Holy Spirit, it all seemed very mysterious, almost too mysterious, that you didn't really understand what they were ever talking about. So what I want to be able to do is kind of bring, not, not all the mystery out of God, there is a, a huge part of God that is mysterious, but there's also a big part of God that is uh, that is reachable, that is understandable, that is uh, connectable. And so that's, the, that's what I want to talk about is how God's Spirit lives within us so we have access to, uh, to the Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. We are spiritual beings in so, so many ways. So uh, that's, that you're going to find that and see that throughout uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the messages that we have this year, a lot of things that we have to, that we have to say. Now, the, today what I want to do as we start off uh, 2023 together in person um, it, it, this is something that's been on my, on my mind and my heart for quite a while is this idea of hope. So not only do I want to start the year with hope, the name of this message series is going to be Start With Hope. And that word hope can seem uh, a, little, a little cheesy sometimes, right? People who, uh, like if I was talking to somebody and they said, well, I hope this works out, I'd be like, well, I don't know if it's going to, because if you're just hoping for the best, I don't know if that's going to be great for you. Or, or, or some people who are these like over-the-top optimists, does anybody know someone like that? Don't point at them right now if they're with you, but there's over-the-top optimists, and sometimes an optimist, especially to the, you pessimists, sometimes an optimist can seem really obnoxious, seem really annoying. An optimist always thinks everything's going to turn out great, and that's just not true, is it? Look at the world around you. <laughs> Look at the last year. Did everything turn out great? I don't know, maybe it did. Again, I'm bringing you down. There was this one time, I was just looking up, uh, I think this week, does anybody play the lotto or follow the lotto? Don't raise your hand if you play the lotto. Uh, or you can if you want to. Uh, that uh, the lotto, the mega millions, is going to be an estimated $1.1 billion. Does anybody be keeping up with that? They don't even have enough numbers on the, you know, the billboards we see driving around. It's going to be a billion, do billion dollars. I remember one time, this is uh, probably years and years ago, the Mega Millions was getting up to $600 million. And we don't personally play the lottery. I don't have anything against people who do, but we don't personally play the lottery. And I remember it got up to like over $600 million. And Corbin, our son, he's, he's now a, a sophomore uh, in college. At the time, he was, I want to say he was in sixth or seventh grade, right? So 12 or 13. And... We were driving by a billboard, and it said, you know, Mega Millions, 600 million. And he's like, Dad, we should, buy, we should buy a ticket, see if we can win the money. I was like, okay, let's do it. That's a good idea. So we, we go into a, a convenience store, go up, and we say, uh, one $600 million ticket, please. And so we, you know, do the random numbers or however the lottery works. And we, we pay the money. 
We get the ticket. I remember walking out of the convenience store with, uh, with him, walking out of the gas station with him, and uh, and I gave him the ticket to hold, you know, so he could check the numbers the next time it came up. And I remember him holding the ticket, and he goes, Dad, I got a really good feeling about this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think you and about 100 other uh, people that just bought it in the past five minutes. What a true optimist uh, to be able to walk out with one ticket to a $600 million lotto and say, I got a good feeling about this. That's the kind of positivity I need in my life and maybe the kind of positivity you need in yours. So, uh, you know, and, and like I said, maybe you're not someone who plays the lottery, but I bet you, I bet you um, that most of the people that play the lottery are optimists. And it doesn't mean you're a pessimist if you don't play the lottery, but there's something about that that kind of draws people of like, yeah, I got a good feeling about this. I, I, I promise you, people who think that they're unlucky would not waste their money on the lottery. But maybe people who feel like they have a little bit of luck that sometimes things go for them, and they have a little bit of optimism, they might be playing the lottery. And there's a different kind of hope. So I'm going to go back to hope. There's different kind of hope. There's hope that says, I hope something good happens to me today. And that kind of hope is subject to whatever comes your way. If we have a type of hope that says, I hope nothing bad happens, I hope this works out, I applied for this job, I hope I get it, I, 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 I'm asking this person out on a date, I hope they say yes, there's a part of that hope that is waiting for something to happen to you, that takes the control, that takes the, the um, I guess the, the control, it takes the empowerment out of you if you live in this hope of just, I hope things go well. Well, today, I want to encourage you and, and, and invite you into a different kind of hope. A hope that is born not of, uh, of wishing something would happen, but a hope that is born from trusting something, trusting someone, putting faith in something. And that's the kind of hope that we read about and see when it talks about, when, when we read in the Bible and it talks about God, it talks about what Jesus did. And I want, to, I want to look at a piece of scripture today, and you can find the word hope and talks of hope so much in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. You can find so many, def, or so many uh, times when the, the word hope shows up, but it's important, it's important, it's so important. Words matter, and even more so, the definitions of those words matter. And so when we look at the word hope, it's important to look at it from the perspective of what hope meant here not what we think hope means now. Because I definitely, I'm, I am the uh, kind of person who sometimes when I say hope, I hope this works out, or, or I bought this lottery ticket for $600 million, or maybe you're going to go out and buy one today for the, the $1.1 uh, billion. There might be a part of you, and I would say it for you, I hope you win this. Does that mean I expect you to win? Absolutely not. The numbers are not in your favor. This is not the Hunger Games, okay? I don't expect you to win, but I hope you win. And that is, that is a fundamental but powerful difference between these two versions of hope. There is something so special about hope. There's uh, two people that serve on our team, part of our leadership team, uh, and they, uh, they do so much. And they, they just had a baby, Kendra and uh, Brayden. They didn't meet serving. Uh, did they meet serving here? No, no, they met somewhere else, right? 
Well, even so, you can serve here and you'll get married and have a baby. That's just how it works. And so they just had a baby on, uh, I think, December 27th, little Hayden. Um, they are both exhausted and tired, but doing okay. Uh, and the baby is healthy. And so uh, I went with uh, uh, Birdie. The, she's uh, she's our, our leader up here that sings on Sundays. I went with her. To, we went to go bring them some Chick-fil-A uh, just so they could have a little bit of reprieve and the sleepless nights. And it was so, so great to see this little baby. There's something about, at least for me, there's something about seeing a new baby and it just reminds me of the hope of our future, the hope of what is to come. So much possibility, so much potential in each new baby as a family grows, and it's just so much potential for the future. It's easy to be reminded of hope, at least for me, when I see a new baby. So anyway, this isn't about babies, but I wanted to talk about uh, their little baby, Hayden, such a cutie. So uh, what I want to do is I want to read a verse today. That is from the book of Romans, and it talks a little bit about the hope that you and I have in what Jesus has done and ultimately in who God is, right? Because Paul will talk about this a little bit in the book of Romans. Paul's the author of the book of Romans, a man named Paul. He'll talk about this in the book of Romans, but it's kind of sprinkled throughout the New Testament is the power of what Jesus came to do and how that ultimately reflects on God's character, Right? Because God has always been, God always will, and God's love for us and care for us and his interest in us has been unchanging. But what happened in the course of human history is Jesus came down, came down from heaven. I don't want to, it's a spoiler alert, but he came down from heaven. Jesus comes down and he is, he is the personification of the Spirit. He is the personification of God. And so what we get to read is all these accounts of who Jesus was, what Jesus said, the things Jesus did, and what we see is a reflection of God's character, a reflection of how us as human beings can respond to other humans, other human interactions, and how we can approach people, how we can love people, and most importantly for today, how we can have hope. We can have hope in who God is because God lives in us. So watch this. I want to read Romans chapter 15. And if you, if you, if you go home today and, or this week and read the book of Romans, it's not, a, it's not a terribly long read. You probably get done in about 20 minutes. And this is towards the end of the letter. Okay, so it's, it's actually a letter that Paul wrote to a group of people in, uh, in Rome. And it's just towards the end of the letter, so he's kind of, you know, towards the end of a letter, towards the end of a speech, or toward the end of, of a message today, you kind of do some, like, you kind of do some wrapping up, and don't forget this, and here's some important points. So we're kind of getting the, into that, and here's, here's what he says. He says, now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with this superabundance until you radiate with hope. Now, real quick, I, I, I want you to look real quick. Remember I said where, where, where words don't always mean what we think they mean? And, and, I'm, kinda, and I'm wanting you to, at least today, for today, challenge your definition of hope. I, I want you to see when it says perfect peace, it doesn't mean perfect in the way you and I use perfect. In the way you and I use perfect, we probably use perfect when it means there was no mistakes, right? No flaws. 
perfect execution. No mistakes. That is not what perfect means here. Most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, and I am not a Bible scholar, but when the word perfect is used in the Bible, it's more uh, an idea of whole and complete. So it doesn't mean perfect peace as in you never can get angry or upset or have a bad day. Perfect peace means you have a whole and complete peace that is with you and surrounds you, even in the bad days, even in the frustrating times. Okay, so even perfect is a challenging word there. Now, going back to hope, we're going to start with hope. Uh, Going back to hope, God is simultaneously the source of hope, the source of the hope that we have, and the one that empowers us to radiate with hope, to radiate with hope. Now, as we talk about hope, I don't want you to just be a hopeful person, and I'm not even going to challenge you to just be a positive person. I want you to do something this week with hope. Even if you're, you know, I'm not challenging you to, to change everything about your faith, or you don't even have to, you know, I'm not telling you to read the Bible, I'm not telling you to do anything this week, except I do want to challenge you when it comes to something with hope. Now, I have a few things I wrote down that I'd like for you to write down or, or, or take a photo of or just remember, uh, if you're keeping notes, here it is. Hope isn't wishing for the best. It's directing our trust to God. Like I said earlier, hope is not this, just, just kind of throwing something out there, a wish out to the universe. I applied for this job. I really hope I get it. That is one approach, and I'm not even saying you're wrong for that approach. I'm just saying that's not the hope I'm going to challenge you with this week. You can hope for whatever you want. Keep on hoping. But my challenge for you and what I want for you, not just for this week, but the rest of this year, for the rest of our lives, is to, when we have an idea that we are hoping for, when we have something that we, that we truly desire, a, a change that we want in our life, in our relationships, in, in our faith, in our journey with God, I don't want us to always just sit here in wishing for the best, hoping it works out. I want us to take a step of faith, and it truly is a step of faith. Because over here on this side, if you're just wishing for the best and you're throwing it out there, there's not a lot of challenge in that. There's not a lot of risk in that. In fact, it removes all the risk if you're just wishing for the best. Because if you say, I applied for this job, I asked this, this, this girl, this guy out on a date, I, I, I put in a loan for, to get this house that I really want, and I'm just wishing for the best. If we're just wishing for the best, we have removed all the risk from if that doesn't happen. Because if it doesn't happen, and tell me if you've been here, because I have. Something, you're, you're wanting something and you wish for the best, you hope for the best, and it doesn't happen. You're like, well, I wish for the best. Wasn't expecting it to happen, but I wish for it. I hoped it would happen, but even if it doesn't, that's all right. Things don't always happen for me the way I want. But what I want for you, maybe just one time this week, see how, see how it feels, okay? Try it on for size, why don't you? is instead of just hoping for the best, we direct our hope into trusting in God. Watch how hope can be different 
If we're simply wishing for the best, or if we come over this side and we say, you know, I do have hope for this new job. I do have hope for this promotion. I do have hope for this new relationship. I do have hope that going to counseling can make my marriage better. I do have hope that these conversations I'm having with my kids are, are, are making an impact. But my hope isn't I'm just wishing for the best. My hope is that where I'm going with my life and the decisions that I'm making with my life, I am putting all of that into God's hands. Now, that doesn't mean your hands off. It means you are in it with God and putting your faith in God and trusting God to be with you and guide you through these decisions and through these things in your life. Over here, hope's wishing for the best. Over here, you are partnering with God in how your life is moving along. Hope is one of the great ways to bring your faith with you into every single aspect of life. Putting your hope in God and having hope for the decisions you're making in your life is one of the best ways to bring God with you into every area of your life. Another thing I wrote down that I'd like for you to remember, hope expects the best while making room for the mess. Life is a mess. We say that a lot at the heart. I say that a lot in my life. <laughs> I say that a lot to my wife. Life is a mess. Now, if we're just throwing hope out here over here, right? We're throwing hope out. We're saying, I'm hoping for the best. I hope there's not a mess. I hope everything goes perfectly. I hope I don't have to deal with the mess in the future. Then when a mess comes, we're demoralized, right? When the mess comes that we weren't hoping for, it makes us feel a little bit more pessimistic, whether we're a pessimist or not, it makes us feel a little bit more pessimistic about that. But if we're over here on this side and we say, I have hope. I have hope in who I am. I have hope in who God has made me to be. We just sang about that this morning, right? I am chosen. I am not forsaken. We have hope in who God has made us to be. And because of that hope, then no matter what decision we make or where we're going in our life, whether it works out the way we want it to or not, that doesn't change the faith we have because our faith is the foundation. Hope is the foundation. And if hope is our foundation, then no matter what decisions we make or what life throws at us, we are expecting the best. There's a lot of power and faith in expecting the best, but there's even more power in faith in when our hope is not built on the outcome of something. If your hope is at the foundation, it cannot be shaken. If your hope is in the outcome, it will always be shaken. So when we bring hope with us this week, I don't want you to bring hope for the outcome. I want you to start with hope. I want hope to be your foundation. Because when hope is in our foundation, then we can bring hope to every part of our life. That's the power of having God's spirit in us. Is we always have access to hope, to the strong kind of hope to the faith-building kind of hope.
I was reading earlier about, uh, through the Passion Translation. Uh, I wanted to read real quick what the New Living Translation says. Watch this. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow, overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that. Confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we're just on us, when we're just uh, wishing on our end, when we're just looking at what we want, we're over here just throwing hope out here. I hope this does this. I hope we go here. But if you remember that we were living in connection with God's spirit and God's spirit that he put in us and our spirit, then we have a foundation of hope and we can be confident in that hope. I heard a quote this this week. I was reading a book by Simon Sinek. It's an old one, start with why. I don't know if you heard of it. If you have not, I highly recommend it. And he has a quote in that book and it hit me, probably because, I mean, all of this, you know, hope and stuff has been in my mind and my heart for a while. And so when, when I was reading this book, it, I heard this, I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to share with you all today. He said, the pessimists are usually right. If you think about it, think about your life, think about decisions you have made. If you're anything like me, when I'm, I got a decision coming up, I'm, I'm asking everybody what they think about it. Is anybody else like that? I need to know what everybody thinks. The pessimists are usually right, and that's true. That's not sad, that's not, a, that, you know, that's not to bring you down. The pessimists are usually right, but, here's what he said, the pessimists are usually right, but it's the optimists that change the world. Now, forget the world for a second. The optimists in your life, or the pessimists in your life, they're usually right, but it's the optimists that change the business. The pessimists in your life are usually right, but it's the optimists that change their family. So I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to tell you that you need to be a positive person all the time. Maybe you do. You've got to do your own reflecting on that. But this message today is not telling you that you need to be positive. My message today to you, my challenge to you today is to say, I, one time this week, will say, instead of just throwing hope out there like a wish... I'm going to put my hope in who God said I am. I'm going to put my hope in who God is and bring hope to a situation where no matter what the outcome is, that is not where my hope lies. My hope lies in the foundation of who God has made me to be. And that is how we start with hope for the year. So here's the thing is I I don't want you to just start with hope for the year. I want when a big decision comes your way, when a big obstacle is in your way, is in the way of your faith or in the way of your marriage or the way of your relationship or the way of your business or whatever, that wherever the obstacle is, I want you to say, all right, before I make a decision, I will start with hope. Before I have this difficult conversation with my children, I'm going to start with hope. Because hope expects the best. It doesn't wish for the best. It expects the best. And there is something powerful in expectation. Hope, the hope we get through the Spirit. Hope expects the best but makes room for the mess. Hope is not scared of the mess. Hope is not scared of mistakes. Not when hope is at the foundation. When hope is in the outcome, 
We're terrified of mistakes. When hope is in the outcome, we are terrified of a mess, but not you and I because we are going to, this week, start with hope. The hope that comes from who God is. The hope that comes from who God has made us to be. If you could, real quick, bow your heads and close your eyes. I do want to challenge you with that this week. So with your eyes closed, I don't want anybody looking around. I want this to be just for you. If you can say to me, Dom, Dom, this week, I will, for at least one situation that arises, I will say, start with hope. I will let myself start with hope before I make a decision, before I have that conversation. If you can say that, then on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. Let's do it. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick. Okay, put it down. Let's pray together. God, we are so grateful for the hope that you have given us. We're grateful that you are the source of hope, the fountain of hope. And because you have hope in you, and you have given your spirit to us, that means we have access to hope, your hope, strong hope, faith-building hope, and I pray that we would call upon that this week, that we would let ourselves start with hope. We love you, and we pray that today in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.